Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. We are starting 2023. It's our first episode of 2023. We're joined by a guest, Miles Tedek. Right on. Hey. How's that? How are y'all doing this evening? Great, Pretty man. Good. About yourself. Glad to be here. I'm finally glad I'm over this this cold, this monster cold that is going around. Yes. Yeah. It's a rough one. And it's it's strange because I haven't caught COVID. I was so sure. Like my wife and I were so sick. We're like, oh man, we 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 probably got COVID. We're on this flight. Everybody's coughing. It's like, God, God, we finally got COVID. We go get tested. Like, no, you don't have COVID. A week later, we're still sick. No, you don't have COVID after another test. Like you, you, you don't have flu. You don't have RSV. Like you don't have a bacterial infection. We just did that with the antibiotics. You've got a cold. <laughs> oh my god. Good old Texas summer or winter cold. Oh man. Hell. Hell in the winter. <laughs> cold snap and then that, man. Good God. Hey, that was no joke as a cold snap, though. I mean, as, no. as cold as it got, as fast as it did, that was wild. I don't yeah. think I've ever experienced anything like that. Yeah, that was that was pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, it was I was surprised. Like, and oh man, I, I we went out to Mexico for a week. And of course, the time we're coming back is when the cold snap's hitting, and where we were at in Mexico was gonna be like the one place that wasn't gonna be touched by all this. Of course. The blessing was is like, well, at least I get to come back and I make sure that my pipes aren't freezing. But we made it back just in time to not be part of that Southwest debacle. Because we flew Ooh, Southwest. Yeah. We got in that Thursday night and a whole airport in Austin was just packed. Got our stuff, got out, and the next day I saw it was like the whole airport was just filled with suitcases. I'm like, whoa. Man. I'm glad yeah, that we faced talking like, about crazy. I'm Ooh. glad I faced an hour delay with that. That's oh man. Yikes. Ooh. Yeah, that was ugly. So Miles, tell Talk us about, about tell us about Life Leaf. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, more than happy to to open up a little bit, let you guys know what we're doing. Um, Life Leaf, man, we're just passionate about helping people feel better today. Um, as I'm sure most folks in, in the cannabis industry have uh, a passion for that to some degree. And, um, you know, we were actually started um, out of inspiration from a family, some friends of mine going way back. And, um, you know, they were never really folks who were open to cannabis, you know, and they had uh, always had goodwill uh, for, for, for me and the things that I was working on, um, but never really thought that it was something for them. And until they were put into a pretty extreme situation, um, you know, uh, long story short, and, and you guys can certainly read more about this story on our website. And we have a, a podcast as well, where um, Courtney Mori really dives into some of the details of it. But, um, you know, their five month old daughter who was born with Down syndrome, she uh, was having open heart surgery and uh, for a complication there and, and her life was on the line. They weren't sure if she was going to survive for several days. Um, and that, I mean, whether you've got parents or, or whether you've got kids or not, your parents or not, you could probably imagine the anxiety of that. Um, at the time I was already a parent. Uh, so I, I certainly, uh, had a pretty high level of empathy for, for what they could be going through. And, um, they asked me about CBD products. I was like, man, I, absolutely. Please try them. I, I, I know they will work. Um, so they had, uh, they had our products on her, their doorstep that night, man. I was, I was there as fast as I could get there. And, um, to this day, they'll tell you that, that our products change their life. And, you know, that's the thing to me that can't be ignored. Um, 
you know, and, and so this was actually with a previous brand that I was working with. And, and right at the end of that brand that unfortunately we couldn't survive because of the pandemic, um, because of what had happened with the Maury's, there was no way I could, I could do anything but turn around and, and pick up right where we left off. Um, the product had never failed us as, as I'm sure y'all uh, are aware, right? You know, I don't need to preach to the, the choir in the cannabis industry. Um, but you know, it was, it was an amazing story to me because it hit home, not only with people that I knew and loved, um, but people who really didn't have an open mind to cannabis or, or even CBD products, uh, up until their back was against the wall. And so, you know, I've gotten inspiration, I would say for days, but now it's turned into years uh, from that. And um, they still uh, stick by our side and, you know, they take our products daily. And, and you know, we um, have really we've, we've been able to build some really special formulas um, from trying to, you know, create products for folks who maybe aren't cannabis folks yet. Um, you know, we're really what we're trying to do is is kind of shorten the gap between folks who are wondering if it's for them and how um, and and give them a product that very clearly states here this is this is for this right or this is for sleep this is for your immunity this is for general relief um, make it a simple communication so that if somebody says hey man I heard CBDs for me um, what should I do? Well, when they come to our website, it's very clear, like, all right, well, this is for this, this is for this, this is for this. There's no guessing games. Like there, there's a lot, I think, still out in the industry that, um, it's kind of a barrier to entry because folks don't really know what's for them or how. Um, so we're trying to break down those barriers, man, and bring as many people into mm -hmm. cannabis as we can, because we know that this, uh, these products are very powerful and, um, they're the power of nature. I mean, that's really what, uh, what we really, uh, rally around is natural remedies. You know, we're even trying to embrace things outside of cannabis, like mushrooms, um, and just a generally healthy lifestyle. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of what we're up to. We're, uh, we've got some big aspirations in 23, but we'll, we'll see how those, uh, how those turn out. Well, yeah, you, you, what you're talking about, you can't just hit somebody up with a, a gummy, Right. It's got 10, 15, 20 milligrams of THC in it, and it's still technically hemp. And they're like, they're not expecting it to be like, oh man, this is gonna, like, oh, I, I wanna go to sleep, but they don't realize I'm gonna go to sleep and go to sleep. Right. <laughs> they're not used to that. Yeah. I'm curious how, how you say they, they started using your CBD products. Tell us a little bit about what they were using it for, how they were using it, and, and all of that. So our listeners have a little better understanding because education, like you say, is the key. And we are lacking here in Texas. Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. No, more than happy to. You know, the first thing I think that's fairly obvious to folks, and you nailed it, it's sleep. You know, when you're in an intense situation like that, um, sleep is going to be a very hard thing to come by. I think probably the hardest thing, uh, for, for most folks, but then beyond that, um, you know, they were in a pretty unique situation. As I mentioned, their, their daughter was born with down syndrome. Um, they were uniquely better prepared for that than most because of, uh, Spencer, uh, his background, he's, he's had some experience with, um, not only the medical industry with his career, but also, um, with, with kids with, uh, down syndrome through a program called kinder frogs at uh, TCU, his alma mater, their alma mater. Um, and so, you know, they came into the situation well aware that, uh, their daughter Annie was going to be born with down syndrome. And then they also knew that the, uh, heart complications 
applications were going to be uh, a good possibility. Um, but when they got into it and, and even being, you know, better prepared than most, um, the reality that they were in, and I'm trying to, to give a good secondhand description of this is, you know, you've got doctors all around you speaking a million miles an hour, words you've probably never heard before, um, while you're also wondering what's the impact of my daughter's life on all of this? You know, like you said a lot there. What does that mean? Does she live or not? You know, and and if she does, like, what's it going to take? Like, you know, you're looking for sort of a, a, a communication that's easily understandable. Well, you know, in order to keep up with that, you like, you really need to be on your game. You know, you can't just be in a situation where you're kind of knocked down. You're, you're sitting down. You feel like you've been punched in the face, which I'm sure that's how they felt, if not worse. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you got to be able to function, you know, like you've got to be able to go to bat for your daughter. And so that was the, you know, the first part I said was sleep and they were able to find that help with our, our gummy product. But then the other side of that was our soft gels, which is just a, a full spectrum, 25 milligram uh, CBD soft gel. And, you know, with that, they were able to find an, uh, an operating level, right? They were able to get to this point where it's like, okay, things are pretty serious right now, but I can function. So let's talk about it, right? Like, you know, they were able to sort of step up to the plate and say, all right, doctors, hold on. What did that mean? You know, what, let, explain that a little further. Give me options here. Whereas, and, and again, this is more me being just kind of imagining what most folks go through and what they've described to me is, is what some other folks have been going through um, in the situation similar to them, which is just just kind of system overload. Uh, you know, not only are you in an extreme anxiety situation, not knowing if your child's going to live, but you like you've got all these words going past you and you have no hope of understanding what these doctors are saying. And so... There's a, there's a mental component. There's a mental component where you're you're struggling to understand. There's a mental component where, like you said, you have anxiety because you're worried, and then absolutely. there's a physical component because you're not getting sleep. You're moving all the time. You're going places. You're overstimulated because you're seeing lots of things and hearing lots of things, and you need something to help out. Exactly. And they, you know, they were in the ICU for I think it was over 50 days. So I mean, you know, that's like total, you know, intensity, RPMs maxed out every single day um, for that period of time. And they also have another child who, you know, he he's at the time, I believe he was around three years old. Um, so that's that's a tough time, right? Because he yeah. can't totally understand what's going on. Um, so, yeah, just wild anxiety, just incredibly intense situation. And this is something where, unfortunately, most folks might turn to alcohol, might turn to prescriptions, and they did not, right? They, they said, hey, I'm going to try CBD. This is not something I've ever tried before, not something I've ever been open to before, but it is natural. It is yeah. a natural solution, and it changed their lives. And so that, that was something for me. the way they that, think, too, didn't it? Absolutely, it did. Yeah. And, and they are, I got to, you know, I can't shout them out enough. I mean, they're, they're some of our biggest cheerleaders. Um, you know, <laughs> they have equity in this brand um, because they believe in it. And I, I want them to be part of this. Um, but ultimately, man, like that, they are the people that we're after right now, you know, and, and as much as, as we love the cannabis industry and we call uh, the folks in the industry, our cannabuddies, buddies, 
Um, that's not really who we're targeting, you know, and I think it catches some folks off guard when we talk about who our customers are and how we contact them and, and how we grow that audience. And really, we're, we're, we're actually after, you know, it's sort of a, a backwards marketing strategy. We're after folks who, who don't know that, that we're after them or don't know that they need us. Um, and, and that's not, that's, that's probably the hardest marketing challenge you could take that's, on. It, you're doing exactly <laughs> the word right there is exactly, it's old school. <clears throat> Marketing. And yeah. when, like when I took advertising, they told us, well, advertising and marketing are almost the same now. That back in the day, marketing was you have a product and you're looking for a customer, whereas advertising is you have a product and you want the customer to know you exist. Right. So you're right. actively campaigning and going out to potential customers. Yeah, it's it, and you guys know. I mean, and, and I'm sure you've talked to to countless folks in the industry that you know that's our challenge, right? We can't advertise in conventional ways. We can't market in conventional ways. So you know, beyond trying to speak and con connect with people, uh, speak to and connect with people um, who don't know that they need us. Uh, we've decided, all right, we're going to do this in the hardest environment possible. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if we're crazy or, or um, you know, it, what, whatever it may be, but I've just seen the reality of these products in this industry um, way too many times, uh, the miracles that some folks claim. And, you know, we're not allowed to, to claim things like, you know, curing certain things and all of that. Sure. Um, but even giving somebody the ability to step up to the plate in an intense situation because you've got overwhelming anxiety and you need a solution for that that allows you to function not shut down man that's life changing right and and that's the that's the thing that i'm after um there's too many people out there that i know they need us and and we can help them and um so that's why i say you know feel better today it's very uh it's kind of ambiguous but it can apply to almost anybody and and that's who we're talking to whoever it resonates with absolutely so uh Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about your products. What all kind of products do you have? Do you, you have, sure. like you said, something about gummies and, and, and uh, capsules there, but what else, what else do you have? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's a good question. Because um, a lot of the industry right now, but, you know, and you guys mentioned it a little bit too, you know, Delta 8, Delta 9 and, and hemp derived THC and d different, um, you know, forms of THC. Uh, those are the popular ones right now. CBD is kind of the, uh, you know, like, all right, that was a few years ago now, you know, yeah. we've already kind of gotten over the trend. And, um, so for us, uh, CBD is something that we started with because it's, it's something that we, you know, obviously we were working with before on a, a previous brand, as I mentioned. Um, but it's, it's, it's a little easier regulatory wise to work with right now. Um, and it's also, you know, I've found there's a thin line between CBD and THC that the folks who are not cannabis folks, that they're, some of them are willing to dance on one side of that line and not the other. Right. And, and so, um, we wanted to, to keep ourselves, uh, closer to CBD, but really want to rally around some of these other minor cannabinoids that are coming out like CBG and CBN and CBC and some of these others. Um, because we're, I'm, I'm after the, the functional things that we can achieve. You know, I'm, I know a lot of people are really after, uh, the recreational side and I do not blame them at all. I think it's a beautiful side of this industry. Um, but to appeal to the folks who aren't necessarily as comfortable with cannabis yet, we've got to stay closer, um, to the therapeutics and away from the recreational stuff. 
Um, but what we've really done to, to try to differentiate and just, you know, not be like, Hey, here's a gummy with CBD in it. Cause how many people are doing that? Um, we're really trying to get into some more meaningful formulations. So the thing that turned us on to that was our sleep gummy. Um, I know plenty of folks who are, uh, working on, or it sounds like we, we've got to, we got to get a little bit shortened here. I don't, I don't want to get too long winded cause I could, but, um, to, to abbreviate, Folks are looking for help with sleep. We recognize that. Most of them are using melatonin and we're like, huh, well, why is our gummy working better than folks who are using melatonin? And maybe we can leave a cliffhanger there and, and uh, get into that when we get back. But that was what really tipped us off and led us in this direction. I agree with that. Let's talk about that with melatonin. We come back from our sponsor break. Yeah. And it is it is time for our sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by my co-host, Gramps, this week. For our first episode of 2023, we'll be right back after these sponsor messages. is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams, and Gramps. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined this week by co-host Gramps. Our guest this week is Miles Tedick of Life Leaf here in Texas, providing yes, all sorts of cannabis solutions for different types of patients. And where we left off, we were talking about melatonin versus using cannabis solutions. And I, I've heard of people actually combining the two. We're going to let you expand on that, Miles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that was what really tipped us off that maybe there's something beyond just taking CBD. You know, we when when CBD really hit the scene and and a lot of people discovered uh, what it could do for them back in like 2018 and uh, 2019. Um, it was just CBD, right? It wasn't 
CBD and, um, and the, the further you dive into CBD, what it does, what it can do, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things and um, a lot of different ways to go with that. But what we had discovered is, well, we've got this, this gummy product with CBD in it. You know, people need help with sleep. Let's put some melatonin in there. Um, so we tried that and, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a modest amount of melatonin, just three milligrams. Whereas, um, what I was mentioning is folks that are taking melatonin for sleep, they're usually taking five, maybe more than that, uh, at a time. And honestly, you know, you hear from a lot of people, they'll build up a tolerance to it. So then what I was doing is getting this gummy in the hands of some of these people I know, you know, that are struggling with sleep and maybe leaning on melatonin for it. And this gummy was way more effective than any melatonin they ever took, even though it was less, uh, per serving than, than what they were taking before. And so, you know, we tried to really dive into that. And I think that there's still a lot, um, a lot of meat on that bone to be researched, you know, in terms of, you know, why is this more effective? I certainly think there's a couple of theories out there that, that make a lot of sense. Um, but pairing CBD is more of a delivery mechanism, uh, not just, you know, the solution in itself, I think is, is has a lot to do with it. Um, it, it becomes a little bit more um, better absorbed. Um, when it's paired, when melatonin is paired with CBD. So again, these aren't definitive things, but certainly, uh, things that have seemed to make sense and, and, uh, prove themselves over time as we've, uh, gotten new, new customers and new testimonials. And so we wanted to go beyond that and say, all right, well, what else can we pair CBD and some of these other minor cannabinoids with that can be better, uh, absorbed or, or just, you know, maybe it's something that people are taking and why not pair it with something else you're going to take. Right. I mean, so, um, that led us to, uh, our immune formula, some of the topicals that we have. Um, my, my favorite product right now though, is our immune formula. Um, it, you know, our formulator who's got, uh, decades of, of manufacturing experience before being in cannabis, um, he created this as, as something for himself uh, towards the beginning of, uh, of COVID. I don't want to use any, any buzzwords to get anybody in trouble. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was really just one of those things that everybody was in the dark at that time. And, and he was like, well, I'm just going to create this thing, you know, as a formulator, I know these things are good for me. I'm going to put them in here and hope for the best. Um, and, you know, here we are. This thing has, has shown phenomenal results. Um, not just for him and his family going through that time and, and, uh, keeping them healthy, but, uh, I've adopted it. I've, I, I take it every day and it, you know, I've got two, uh, daughters, you know, one's a three, the other's not even a year old. So you guys can imagine the things that find their way into my house. Um, and you know, it's, it's like every other week there's some new cold or virus coming through that I got to fight off and I've been able to do it. Um, so, you know, there's real life, um, applications that we're finding here. And it's, it, again, it goes so far beyond what people perceive uh, the, the cannabis industry to be. Uh, and these are things that, uh, you know, otherwise you're including in your diet and, you, you know, just might not be absorbing them as well as you could be if you're pairing it with cannabis and uh, all the different cannabinoids that are out there doing different things. So um, that, that's really what we're trying to do is like really dive into some meaningful formulas and not just compete with, you know, different uh, cannabis products, but also compete with some of the other uh, supplements out there on the market that don't have cannabinoids in them and, and see who uh, comes out on top. There you go. I like how you yeah. mentioned about formulary, like formulation, uh, doing, I've known it more as co- what's happening is compounding. And yes. I'm glad to yeah. hear about that because like I've only seen one pharmacy. I live in Austin and there's a pharmacy near me that does compounding. 
yep. for medications. And I'm like thoroughly surprised at how effective compounding is. And I'm like, I don't get why more pharmacies don't do this. So it's, it's a rarity. And I'm yeah. glad that you guys are doing it, especially with cannabis products. Yeah. No, I think it's a big opportunity for us, man, for our industry. Um, you know, again, there's, there's so many people out there that can benefit from these products that our industry and, and, you know, shout out to this industry. There are a lot of amazing people uh, accomplishing things that uh, are, they're incredible, you know, and, yeah. you know, from the, the growers, the genetics that they're achieving, the things that we're learning about different cannabinoids and what's out there and what they can do. Um, without the things going on in this industry right now, we wouldn't be, um, chasing the theory that we're chasing, you know? And, and so, uh, shout out to, to the people in this industry doing what they do every day. Um, and what's really neat about this is, is everybody's got kind of a niche direction that they're chasing and it almost enables us all to be more cooperative than competitive, which is, uh, even better. It makes me love this industry even more. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it really is something that's important that I think that we're really just scratching the surface of. You mentioned the compounding and the pharmacies. Um, we've got one pharmacy here locally in DFW carrying our, our product. Shout out to uh, Las Colinas Pharmacy. Uh, they do uh, compounding there, I believe, as well. But, you know, what we found is these pharmacies, they know their their consumers better than almost any shop, you know, and yeah. they've got people Definitely. like you mentioned, they've got people coming in telling them, hey, here's what's wrong. Is there a natural solution for this? Is there something, you know, that can can help with this? Um, and, and there's almost nowhere else that that conversation is happening. And that's the conversation I'm looking for, right? Cause, cause you know, we're over here, like I said, we're looking, you know, as at this from a perspective of natural remedies, I want to know the problems that are out there that we can try to solve. Um, and you know, again, I don't want to use too many words that are going to get us in trouble with the powers that be. Um, but there, I think there are, there's, there's problems out there to be solved and, and we certainly have the ability to solve them. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. It's on your mind, there Chris. Well, I was going to say there's something else about your product that, that I wanted you to highlight for our listeners uh, sure. about, about the way you make them, the, the fact that they're organic and some other factors. Go ahead and tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we, we are trying to be as responsible and clean as possible with all of our products and, you know, keeping all of our ingredients natural. Um, you know, our gummies are vegan, which is something that we really uh, made a high priority. And even, you know, kind of, I guess, maybe a, a spoiler alert, as we uh, innovate our gum, gummy, which we are trying to do, um, we're going to maintain those types of things. Um, but yeah, and, and, you know, we don't have a, a big uh, certified USDA organic sticker on our products. You know, that's a big, expensive, long uh, process that you have to go through uh, that I'm, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten into that on here, but... Um, I know it's important to consumers to see that and I don't blame them, but also it's important to, to understand that um, there are honest organic products out there that don't have that on their label. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I think it, it is important for us to, uh, to talk about that. We're, we're really, really trying to stick to um, as local as possible, which, you know, that's, that's a struggle in itself. Um, but also as responsible as possible, which means organic, which means natural. And, and, you know, sometimes it means it's, it's more expensive, but, um, you know, one thing that, that will remain always at the center of what we're trying to do is, is helping the customer, the consumer feel better today. And that means, um, not just what they're consuming, but also the, the entire process of it, which has to do with price and everybody's sensitive to that right now. Um, so we're trying to do as much as we can to, uh, to maintain our prices and keep them lower. 
Um, you know, I'm not here to make some kind of statement about, hey, we've got a premium product, so we're going to charge a premium price. Um, sure, you know, if that's your strategy, go for it. Power to you. But I think right now, what people need is is just a good product for a good price. You know, and and as I think it's our responsibility to fight for that, um, even if it means shaving margins. But you know. We're we're growing this company at a kind of a fortunate time where, you know, that may sound strange to to a lot of folks who look around and see a lot of big companies in trouble. But, um, you know, we're fortunate enough that we're small and don't have huge overhead. So some of these economic conditions are not as as painful. Uh, I don't have a whole team of people that I've got to think about whether I can lay them off or need to lay them off or not. Um, you know, so it's it's just a small, strong team that we've got. And we're, uh, you know, we've already raised enough money to stay in business through 23 um, so, you know, we're not sitting here trying to satisfy any kind of margins or anything. We're sitting here just trying to figure out what are we going to do next for our consumers, our customers and, and helping them feel better today. And, uh, there's, there's a few answers to that question for sure. Awesome. Well, it is getting time for a sponsor break again. I do want to expand on that USDA organic item when we come back from our sponsor break, because there's, I think it's time we actually start having that discussion. And yeah, at least people start absolutely. discussing what that really means because there's something I heard about it. And I was kind of, I want to say stoked when I was told about it. But it is time for our sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by co-host Gramps this week. Our guest, Miles Tedek of Life Leaf Remedies. We'll be right back after this sponsor break. Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by co-host Gramps this week. Our guest for this episode is Miles Tedek of Life Leaf Remedies. We left off before our break. We were talking about being vegan, organic, and this USDA organic sticker 
that <laughs> some products get on them. And I know some people are probably going to reach out to me and go, that's not how that works. <laughs> and I think that's a good idea. If somebody wants to reach out to me and say that, fine. Somebody wants to yell at me on social media about it, fine. Because as I left off, I said, I think it's actually time we have the discussion as to what goes into that. From my understanding, my brother-in-law worked at Whole Foods here in Austin, one next to our house. And he comes home after like the first week of training and tells me, he goes, I- I'm going to let you know something, man. Um, that organic sticker on these foods means practically nothing. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what does it mean exactly? What have they told you? And he's like, yeah, they, they're training us about it. So we can explain to customers if they ask. He's like, yeah. basically, all they've done is they've kept a log of everything they've done to their product. And I was like, really? He's like, this is stuff they already do. They just kept a log of it. They can show it to the government. And the government goes, good, you kept a log of it. Now you can get a sticker that says it's organic. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you just met the requirements of logging what you're doing. It's not that there's not some sort of pesticide used or the animal or whatever was used was kept cage-free or something. It's just you use the approved pesticides, chemicals in the list, you logged it all, and you can prove it. And you get a nice little sticker after you pay a lump sum of money to the government for that. Which is mainly what it's all about. All about that paper, (laughs) man. All about that paper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, and and it, you, you guys are dead on. I mean, I didn't I didn't know if you wanted to go in on it like that, but I'm happy to. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's something that you know we're up against in this industry. You know, because the consumer and it's not their fault, but they have been trained in some of these things. Um, so seeing that sticker kind of relieves their anxiety about you know is this product good or not. Um, if I'm going to invest my dollars and, and, you know, give this to my children, well, if that sticker's on there, I feel okay about it. But, um, yeah, it's unfortunate that that sticker doesn't mean what, you know, the consumer feels like it means. And, um, I was joking with one of my friends the other day, but you know, this, it kind of, I kind of went from like laughing to, to like crying a little bit because of how true it was, you know, we, we've, we've gone, you know, I don't know when this transition happened, but we've gone from thinking, you know, anything that's been, you know, approved again by the powers that be, I'll, I'll keep buzzwords down to keep us out, out of trouble if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, th- this has been approved by the powers that be. So I trust it. And, and you know, now it's almost like, well, that's been, you know, blessed by the powers that be, but it doesn't necessarily mean what you think it means. Whereas on the other side of things, the consumer's trained to think, well, that's cannabis. It probably was made in somebody's garage. And now at this state of the industry, it's like, no, most folks who are playing this industry are actually overcompensating for the day that we get to play by the yeah. rules. And, you know, I, I don't think that we can shout that loud enough to, to the, you know, the consumers to help them understand um, what's going on and, and what they can do, you know, what they can do to, to better educate themselves on what they're consuming. You know, if you're going to consume a cannabis product, demand a C of A. Um, I've said that on our social media posts a few times. Um, you can usually learn everything you need to from those things. And most folks don't know what that is, don't know to ask for it, don't even know that it should be there. And, and that's one thing that's not hard. Um, it's not even that expensive, you know, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's just something that is a a box that's easy for us as brands to check. Um, but 
you know, the consumer has no idea. And, and to me, that's actually more important than your USDA sticker um, is, yeah. is this this document that'll give you real information about the thing that you're holding in your hand and going to, you know, invest your dollars in. But I, I wanted to, and, and, and I, I don't know if you guys were thinking about this. I wanted to kind of take a, a, a further question to, to you guys on this. Um, you know, I think that the industry right now is in a silent tug of war over a specific cannabinoid that is not natural, but is certainly very popular. Um, and I've, I've heard a few folks kind of, you know, we, we, we embrace it because the consumers do, but also are kind of like, I don't know if I'm okay with this. And that's D8. I mean, you know, what do we, what do you guys think about that? And, and, you know, we're kind of a, supposed to be a natural industry. We're an industry that tries to pursue organic things and DA is just not either of those things. I, I want to throw something out there real quick because of a word you said, and it's something that I've, I wrote about recently and I'm hoping it's going to go out in a magazine is that um, it, it is a naturally occurring cannabinoid. Right. And yes. there's this major misconception right now that it doesn't occur naturally. Fair. Uh, it, it, That's it, not it, true. It, it does. It just doesn't occur it's significantly enough in a single plant yeah. that you could do anything with it. And Chris came down earlier the week because we went to the Capitol. And the analogy I've been explaining to people is it's it's a grain of sand. And what is a beach filled with, though? It's like, hey, if you took a grain of sand, could you get a lot of euphoria and pleasure that you would get playing volleyball with just a single grain of sand? Of course not. But you put billions of grains of sand in a square foot over acres upon acres, and now you've got a beach, and you can enjoy it and have fun, and it's significant. And when you're processing a lot of plants, you're capable of naturally pulling out the Delta 8 and making a natural product. And there are producers in Texas that were doing that. But when the Delta 8 yeah. thing started happening, where we became this, this, like you said, tug of war, they kind of started leaning away from that because it's like, oh, I don't want to put my money into a product that the state's doing every other Olympic hurdle it can to get rid of this. Right. And possibly trying to destroy the rest of the market. In the meanwhile, just to get it there. Yeah. They'll take whatever nuclear option it seems to get rid of just one cannabinoid. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, um, yeah, I guess probably stubborn and where I'm at on it. I mean, I, I, I definitely have taken a stand on, you know, every ingredient that, uh, life leaf remedies is going to use is going to be natural. Um, totally agree with you about Delta eight is a naturally occurring cannabinoid, just not profitably. I guess that's maybe a, a concise way to say it yet. Um, the thing that, that bothers me is the state going after it in a way that they don't really understand. And, and, and to me, it shouldn't be hard for them to say, exactly. Hey, a synthesized cannabinoid, not okay. A naturally occurring cannabinoid. Okay. And you know, where do you prove the difference between the two? I think is, is really what they should be well, wrestling with. They've even got an issue. And this is Several attorneys I've talked to last session and for this session is who is going to define synthesized? Yeah. DSHS is going to define it. And we've seen yeah. where the Department of State Health Services in Texas defines synthesized way differently than the federal government defines synthesized. Yeah. Court cases for federal side have said it's synthesized if you basically took three chemicals or whatever. You took a bunch of stuff into a lab that wasn't originally like cannabis and you made it a cannabis product. If it came from a cannabis product and you used mechanical whatever, they would not say that's synthesized. Yeah. Texas is getting ready to likely say, if you did any sort of mechanical chemical process to change the structure of this, it will be considered synthesized. Which or extraction even. That's it. So technically extraction would fall under this. If, right. you, if you have an isolate, you had to either chemically or mechanically do something. 
Now right. CBD isolates are synthesized. Delta 8s synthesized. Um, if you had a gummy with just THC in it of any amount, it would be considered synthesized. So there becomes this thing of just to get rid of one, the language is going to wipe out everything. Yeah. And it's like, and, I, and in that case, it's not worth it. You know, I mean, it, I guess there, there's, there's plenty of room to debate that to be fair, but sure. You know, there's, yeah. there's too much good to let one that's not even like really that bad. It's just like, not, it's not quite, you know, what we want it to be. Um, well, and, think, and spoil I, the whole bunch. I think the whole message needs to turn over to, uh, from an ad- advocacy standpoint, because of this things they're trying to do like this and, and others, I think it needs to turn back to uh, the whole aspect of the illegality of cannabis has never, ever stopped anyone from using it. Never has, never will. And, and that's the bottom line, folks. Yeah. Keeping it illegal is doing nothing but creating criminals and ruining people's lives for something that's not hurting anyone. Right. And most likely is helping people. Right. You know, that that's the message I think that needs to become in the forefront during this session and, and from on, now on. Because, number one, you're not stopping anybody. Anybody and everybody who wants to use it will. Yeah. Number two, it's way more enticing for our youngsters who we are trying to keep away from it just like alcohol and anything else, right? Right, absolutely. Anything illegal, we all know, just like cigarettes. It yeah. was cool to do it. So guess what? While it's illegal, you're making it more cool for the teenagers to want to do. So mm-hmm. if it's not illegal, you're helping that factor. Those are the kind of messages I think we need to start really pushing. Yeah. Part of it is, like I said, the word, term I used earlier, our legislature tends to go nuclear on things. And it's this is part of when you want to do regulation, you go in and you iron out the details of what's happening. And it's like, yeah, is there a concern that people are converting one chemical to another and there's a byproduct left with the Delta-8? Yes, that is a concern. It's not a fear. Sure. It's a concern. Right. And are, are there concerns that labs are possibly falsifying reports? That's a valid concern. There's Absolutely. ways to fix this. And like I've talked to labs. I'm like, would you be upset if DSHS did audits to make sure that these things aren't going down i was like heck if they if you had to spend 200 bucks for an audit would you be mad 300 bucks for an audit no so most of them welcome that in they go this would keep the industry healthy would weed help weed the bad actors completely out we've done a a lot of education and really get that done already yep and it's like this would help to make sure there aren't these byproducts in there that we have a safer product that the labs are not falsifying reports of the few that might be out there still doing that. And other simple solutions, well, what if kids get a hold of it? What if kids get a hold of alcohol? We reduce that by putting age gating on it and then actually going after people who illegitimately give it to minors. We hold bad actors accountable. We define who we're going to say a bad actor is and then we start holding them accountable for it. Who the real bad actors exactly. are. Well, exactly. Right now, when you're in this, you know, legal gray area, you create bad actors out of good actors, you know, and that's that's the problem. And, and I, I I feel for law enforcement, man, their challenge is impossible. And I, I've, I've talked to several officers from different PDs and um, they all are kind of rooting for our industry as far as, you know, the, the, the hemp side and, the, you know, the legal side. And they're not all rooting for the recreational side, but 
it's not their biggest concern by a long shot. You know, they've got real bad people that they're after and this has become, you know, a distraction uh, and, and something that is not worth most of their time because it's, it's keeping them from doing the job that they need to do. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the part that to me is, is really important. And Texas has an opportunity to get this right and not, it doesn't take, you know, a, a real legislative miracle here. We're, we're not looking for, for something that's never been done. We're not looking for, um, you know, real complex audits or, or regulations. You just need to throw rules out there for the good players to play by. So you can hold the bad people accountable and, and we can do good things like, you know, like preventing, underage folks from getting their hands on the wrong things, you know, and, and until we can do that and you've got good actors being treated badly, um, the, the majority of our in energy, and this is something that frustrates me to no end as a, as a founder and, you know, a, a business leader in this environment, I'm having to constantly put my energy with the state into defending myself, whether it's, did you get this license? Did you pay that tax? Did you do this? Did you do that? It's like, are you guys going to help me? <laughs> do you guys want me to survive as a business? Like, isn't it better if I make it longer so I can keep paying you taxes? Or are you really just trying to see how quick you can get me to go out of business? Because that's what it feels like. And I don't know where that benefits them, but that's the, that's the thing. I just want to sit down with with somebody and just like, hey, it, it, like, are, what's the point here at the end of the day? Doesn't it benefit you if, if we keep this kind of rolling here and you help me instead of hurting me? Um, but I don't feel like anybody's thinking of it that way anymore. Everybody's just got these like little agendas and little battles that they're trying to fight. Where it's like, you know, if we just take a logical approach to some of these things, a lot of it might get resolved pretty quickly, you know, and I don't want to get too far. Into it, it's its own, it's its own rabbit hole. I get it that. Yeah. We, we could do a whole show on that. No doubt. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no great. Doubt. It's great to prompt and start these discussions. And I hope people yeah. will start commenting and discussing with one another about these things in a serious manner too. And not this, I'm just going to smoke. how I want to smoke and do what I want. And it's like, well, thanks. You're just gonna let the rest of the, the crowd get locked up and screwed over while you just sit at home and do nothing. Appreciate yeah. that. Is that what that is? Yeah, no, there is definitely a battle to be fought, but we have to do it in a way that works. You know, you can't just dig your feet in and say, you know, to hell with them. I'm going to do what I want. Like, great. You know, I respect your freedoms and all that. Cool. But you're again, you're not helping us at all. <laughs> you're not moving this thing forward. Um, so hopefully they accomplish something with this session, though. And, and you know, the folks that are at the forefront of this thing fighting, they're, they're doing a heck of a job, at least the ones that I'm aware of. Um, you know, and, and uh, shout out to you guys, anybody who is in that battle. Um, mad respect. Well, there's a to close this out, there's a term for people who complain about things but are willing to take no action to fix it. It's called bitching. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Plain Absolutely. and simple. Absolutely. Well, that is plug, plug your website real quick. Yeah. Plug your website, Miles. Hey, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, you guys check out lifeleafremedies.com. Uh, if you like any of the products, go ahead and subscribe to them. Get yourself free shipping. Um, you're in full control of your subscription. You can cancel it right away. Uh, we know you're going to love your products. You're going to come back. You're going to want to uh, to stick with us. You know we're uh, we're looking for ways to help y'all feel better today. Uh, my daughter's doing the same thing right here, <laughs> getting after me, and uh, we're going to keep doing that. We got some special things coming up in 2023, and and hopefully uh, we can keep the conversation open with uh, with you guys and and uh, come back and and update you. Absolutely. 
Awesome. Well, we appreciate you spending the time with us this evening. That is going to wrap it for this episode of the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined this week by co-host Gramps. Our guest this week was Miles Tedek of Life Leaf Remedy. Reach him at lifeleafremedies.com. Go check out their products. Check out their podcast. We hope everybody's feeling well after this winter break and is recovering if they're not feeling well. Peace and love to you. Peace. Thank you.